Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our new course at Goodbye Astrology. I'm Jeanette here with Kim, and we're diving into a whole new playground of looking at manifesting romance through our charts. I'm really excited to play with everyone here, so thanks for being here, and thanks to those of you who have already posted your charts. I'm pretty excited to get some insights um, in my own situation as well as just uh, astrology and manifesting in general. So, Kim, thanks for organizing this. <laughs> Thank you. It It's an exciting topic, and not just because we might have an intention and we want to, you know, manifest romance or manifest a different romance and what we're in, or <laughs> however we want to manage it, however we want to put energy into it. The The thing is, what we learn in this course applies to everything. It applies to everything, don't you think, Jeanette? It's not oh, just about, yeah, it's like if you, it, once you learn to identify your own personal vibe, what's authentic to you in an, any area of life, uh, and then <laughs> put a few tools into place in terms of, of manifesting and bringing more of that uh, in, you've got the ticket. So uh, this will be super beneficial to everyone, even if you're not uh, necessarily, I was laughing at Shell's uh, post, not laughing at, <laughs> laughing with her post, because uh, when I asked people to say where they are now and where, you know, where they'd like to be and where she, I'm not reading it off there right now, but it was something <laughs> I'm like. I'm feeling like uh, I don't I have the energy right now. Yeah, yeah I can't like be, be bothered. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and I laugh because I can totally relate. And there's a lot of similarities in our charts. We've got the same sun sign and degree. And, uh, anyway, it just cracked me up. So uh, what I'm saying is doesn't matter where you're at or what you want. The things that we're going to explore and discover in this course are going to be applicable to everything in your life. So it's all it's all good, <laughs> all valuable. Okay. And yeah. So the, the the first question that I did post on the forum does uh, is, is everybody clear of where that forum thread is and knows how to jump into where we're discussing this course? Is anyone lost there just to get started? I'll just post a quick link in the chat room right now for anyone who's here if they just want a quick way to it. Quick way to it. And the other thing is for all of you who are listening to the recording, this chat is posted next to it in a PDF and you can just click on the link. And so we're all on the same page. But I thought the first thing we could do is look at where we're at right now, put a real honest light on where we're at in our romantic relationships in the moment, in this red hot moment, and see if that's exactly where we want to be or if we want to be somewhere different and so far everyone who posted wants to be somewhere different <laughs> is that am i right Jeanette? if i looked at all these i think sure so. applies to me um yeah i i wondered if now we're just we're not even are we we're not looking at transits necessarily right we're just talking natal charts right now well today we're just talking about natal charts we're not looking at partners or potential partners or anything like that that's further down the track we'll, we'll look at a bit of synastry because because everything starts with us mm -hmm. we're not trying to at this point we're not thinking about the other person whether they're a hypothetical person or a real life person that let's just pivot away from them completely for the beginning and we're going to put some self-awareness on us we're going to look at our natal chart and 
if there's a gap between where you are now and where you think you want to be in relationship, we got to uh, address that first. It's not about, Jeanette, I'm thinking, I always bring this up because it's just such a cool example, but I'm thinking about ideas around manifesting a particular person or a particular person's behavior and the thing is, you can do that. You can play with that. But mm-hmm. if you don't go inward first, can you just tell us quickly your example where one of your past partners wanted to manifest more sex and how that oh worked my out for him? <laughs> you guys, it was my very, I'll tell it short and fast because most of you have heard it, but it was my very first time playing with law of attraction. I didn't even believe it. That's, I mean, I was skeptic. It was skeptical city for me, but I did it because I had a personal rule. So I played with it, even though I knew it was a bunch of garbage. And I manifested a dog adoption. My my boyfriend at the time watched it happen. He hadn't read the book. He All he saw was me scripting what I wanted and then it happening. And for us, at that point in our lives, it was a freaking miracle. Not only that Jeff got adopted that weekend, but also like within 48 hours of me scripting. But then our other dog, Oakley, got adopted. And then two more dogs, a rescue group, took two of our black labs off our hands. It was freaking miracle so that following week um i found myself having a ton of sex okay for me it was a ton of sex i was normally a three times a week kind of girl i was three times a day i was taking the bus home at lunch look taking the bus home it's not like it was an easy drive i was taking the bus home for nooners and by thursday after doing this routine all week i was like what has gotten into me this is not like me at all and i realized oh my gosh my boyfriend who paid attention to how i got those dogs adopted was now all over manifesting sex, and he had no training. He had no, he didn't, I didn't, just from watching and learning. Man, did I have words with him about that? <laughs> it freaked me out. Honestly, it freaked me out a little bit because it made me think I wasn't in charge of myself. And to any extent that we aren't focusing on what we want, guess what, guys, we aren't. Because whoever whoever shows up with that focused, that um I don't want to call it willpower, but a vibration (laughs) that we, if we're not grounded in what we want, whoever else is, we will be the players of their dream come true. So it's worth paying. It's worth getting grounded. It's worth, it's worth exercising our powers to do this stuff. And we're already doing it already all the time. Anyway, we already, I just listened to an old YouTube clip of Neville, where he was talking about someone who she had a bad thing going with her boss and she kept this negative self-talk going on, you know, a a mental argument with him all the time. And once she realized the power of her self-talk, she changed it into something much more positive about how they were getting along and very supportive and appreciative and her, who her boss was for her changed in real life as a result of her self-talk. This is something we're already doing. We're already exerting these vibrations and this influence on others. Um, But anytime someone writes me saying, hey, can you help me get so-and-so as my boyfriend or girlfriend, I send them a link to the post called The Voodoo I Don't Do (laughs) because I don't don't like that routine. Probably more than you wanted me to say, huh, Kim? No, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to bring that up. And and also, can we just... um, finish that off with a you're not with that ex-boyfriend anymore and it didn't actually work out well for him in the end because no. by the time you figure out what was happening uh you, I you were more him. angry yeah. i said it, i said this can backfire on you i said this i said it wasn't ethical this is i didn't know anything you guys i just read my first book that i didn't even believe but I told him it wasn't ethical, mostly just because I was freaked out to think that someone else could be in charge of me. And I told him if he kept it up, I might very likely be having sex with other people if he was intending that me, I was <laughs> having all this great sex, that he might put me right <laughs> in someone else's bed, so he better cut it out. <laughs> in hindsight, who in their right mind is opposed to a bunch of fabulous sex? But seriously, it just freaked me out in the beginning. I was brand new to all of this. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Uh, so that's just a, a vivid example of 
what we're not going to do in this course or right now is try to manipulate someone else to fit with what we think we want because consciousness is such an interesting thing. It's about 10% of what's going on in our thought processes. We're aware of 10% or less. It's what we think and what we think we think. So that's the part that's saying, I want this or I want that in terms of relationship. And that's 10% of the vibe. The 90% of the relationship vibe is often unconscious. And if we don't put awareness on it, something else is driving our relationship. And if you want to know what that is, what that vibe is, look at your relationship right now. Because that's your vibration. What we want to do today is look at where we're at in this red-hot moment in our personal relationship, whether it's romantic or we're on our own, and that is your relationship vibration. That is the hidden, just flashing neon sign on your forehead that is (laughs) attracting exactly uh, what you're experiencing now. So if what you're experiencing isn't what you consciously are having fun with, you got to put awareness on that 90%, and that's where astrology comes in. It's going to show us why we are manifesting something that is a gap or a, a, a distance from what we actually believe we want to experience. Does that make sense? Are we on it, does, the, it does yeah. make sense, and I just want right. to speak briefly to um, that it's okay that we aren't where we want to be Uh, the way Abraham teaches the manifesting process is that it all starts with contrast. It all starts with what we don't want. That's where new desires come from. Then the system doesn't work without that step one. So whenever we find ourselves in experiencing something that we don't prefer, it doesn't mean we failed. It's not a bad thing. It just means we've, we've got a new journey ahead of us to get where we want to go. So if anyone was, is judging themselves, I'm laughing because I'm saying this more to myself than anyone else here. Uh, contrast is not, it is not a sign of something gone wrong. It's not anything to be avoided or judged. Just know it's part of the process. It's where expansion comes from. It's all good. Mm, thank you. That's exactly well, right. And what did someone well, have what a question? Well, what we want to do, we, yeah, what we want to do is just make sure we don't live there. <laughs> Let's not do yes, it for well, longer than we right. need to. <laughs> And this is where awareness comes in. It all begins with putting awareness on what's happening, not judging it. And just it's a kind of an acceptance of, okay, this this is what I'm creating. And decide if that is what you want to be creating. But before that, you got to find out what part of you is creating that. Maybe you've got a, a Mars here or a Saturn there or a over here and there's like Jeanette said there's contrast between desires and also another thing that has such a strong effect here is beliefs and that was the second thing that I brought up in the forum post was we think about uh, pick a few sentences and I'd like everybody to do this now if they haven't done it yet about what you believe something you believe about relationship I gave a few examples that may or may not have been my own um, <laughs> go look at them <laughs> See, they're probably mine <laughs> they're probably my examples um, uh, yes what I say find three things that, that you just naturally say about relationships it might be relationships are hard work or you might be one of those, ah, plenty of fish in the sea. That didn't work out, but I know I always attract someone, so no worries. It's something good just around the corner. That might be what you think. You might be thinking that even when you're in a relationship, you might think something better right around the corner, <laughs> which could um, affect the current relationship. But you might be saying, you know, all the good ones are gone or all the good ones are gay or they, they're taken or it's too late or that ship has sailed. Or Think about what your three main beliefs about relationship are 
and you don't have to say them now, um, or you might want to. You don't have to post them in the forum, but you might want to. It makes it pretty strong when you when you do. But we want to look at those statements and there and see what comes to light. It may explain instantly why there's a gap <laughs> between what you where you're at now and what what you want to uh, experience, or at the very least, it's going to give us ways to zero in on your astrology chart to discern where that statement comes from. And that's kind of what uh, we want to do. Jeanette, it's like discovering your money vibe. We're discovering mm-hmm. our relationship vibe, and we want to look at where those beliefs are residing because often they're habitual and they're, they're unconscious and we're just running on them. Uh, but we have very powerful beliefs about relationship. And here's the thing. Romantic relationships, right away, we know are belong to the fifth house. And we might have an awesome fifth house experience. Like, we're great with the initial romance. But here comes the big truck, which won't last long, I hope. <laughs> um, or... Uh, or then, when the relationship is ready to move to the next level, maybe we move in together and make a stronger commitment, or maybe there's even talk of of marriage. I have to pause before I even say that word, so <laughs> I'm yeah. really good with that one. <laughs> but there could be talk of that, and that that immediately puts it into the seventh house, which is a different realm. And we might have a very different relationship to our seventh house than we have to our fifth house. Does that... Does everybody understand what I'm saying there in terms of houses? I don't want to leave anyone behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Any, any? Yeah. Any questions? Do we have any questions hanging out there so far? No, we're just all sharing our dominant relationship beliefs in chat room. It's really <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. I'm <laughs> good on you. I love. Great. Oh no, who said oh, relation? I was gonna say who said relationships are not my forte. Who said that? That's Nick. He's a Libra. Don't out me. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is going to be such a fun course, you guys. We it's are not, not going to do this. You know what I'm looking for more than anything? A re-perspective of my Mars in seven. Because I yeah. have a strong feeling that's where part of my limiting beliefs about relationship success come from. Yeah, I know. And plus, yeah, Mars in Virgo in seven. Yeah. So that yeah, it's good. But we got it it's it's not it's the start is to make those statements and we start exploring them, which we'll look at individual charts next, but it's not enough to just make the statement, see it. We're gonna actually transform it, you guys. We're gonna move this energy into what Jeanette just said, you know, find a way to express whatever's got that belief going so that we can pop that belief bubble and create what we actually want. And knowing what we actually want is going to, um, we're going to have some aha moments here. Who said they're all the same? Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) They're all the same. I just want to say (laughs) men are bastards. All men are bastards. What was that film? Oh, was that French kiss? All men are bastards. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I love that. Okay, uh, so should we start to play with this? So shall we look at some um, charts, Jeanette? And Let's do. See if we can right on in. Who wants to? Who wants to? <laughs> who wants to be Ma- first? Marilyn already. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, oh, no, really? no, I was going to say. We for sure want to look at Quilly's and Marilyn's because Marilyn just shared her link in the forum and Quilly did a while ago. Should we start with Quilly? I just shared my link in the forum also. Oh, and who's this? Debbie. Debbie, yay. Oh, great. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, we got plenty of time. Like, it's only 20 after 8. Uh, so first we are looking at me. Uh, can everyone see Quilly's uh, chart there? Mhm. Oh, not Got mine. It. It's supposed to be. Isn't it supposed to be Debbie's? Oh, We're starting with Quilly. Quilly. Timing. <laughs> Quilly, you you jumped in there like a week ago. <laughs> We're good doing you first. You're okay. okay. Well, I'm not even seeing my link. <laughs> all right. Well, well, that's all you. 
<laughs> it's in the it's like the third po- third uh post down in the manifesting romance um forum thread. Oh, I'll just pop that. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, so, I thought I was looking at that window. Oh, yeah. I know where to find that. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Right. So, Quilly, did you right away I can see that you've got your gap settled in there. You've got uh, right now where you're at is a flirty daily conversation and what you want is a true romance. True romance. And do, do you have um, are you aware of some beliefs that you have around relationships? Yeah, she shared some great ones. Uh-huh. In the, oh, do you want her to repeat them on the recording? Sure. Well, or point it out to me. Uh, mostly, I think that I. It, this is part of what I said. I'm too accommodating, sweet. I hate it when people call me sweet, and always wind up offering too much. I'll give. I will give you not only. The emotional shirt off my back. You can take a you know a few inches of flesh with you, just for sure. <laughs> okay. Mm. But wow. I, okay. what happens is that I idolize guys, and I think that they are just so wonderful. They're they're just perfect. And then um, then I always get disappointed because they're not number one. And but I'm by the time I feel that I'm already feeling so unworthy myself that I, I couldn't manifest anything with them at that point because oh I'll, I'll give you an example this guy that the example I gave and I don't even know if I really like him but he's so beautiful on on paper he's um, he's my age almost he still surfs. He's like a gourmet cook. Um, he's owned restaurants. He's got all of this technology, technological skill. He's a fabulous artist. And it, it, I've seen pictures of his home. It looks like an Ikea catalog. Everything about him is perfect, and I'm just thinking, I don't ever want to meet him because he's going to see what my reality is, which is none of that whatsoever. So, I mean, I think I've already quashed the relationship. As soon as I posted his chart, I just realized, you know, I was thinking about it, and I thought, this ain't ever going to work. I mean, you know, the guy goes running on the beach for fun. I would, you know, he's got all of his, I don't want to make this about sinistry, but he's got all of his son and all of his Capricorn stuff in the fifth, Sun conjunct Jupiter. He's good at everything. <clears throat> Meanwhile, my little old Capricorn Venus fits right in the middle of that. But I don't want to do all of his great, crazy, creative, but strangely working too hard stuff. I just want to lie in the sun on the beach. You're not going to get me to run with the dog or anything. So I don't think there's really hope for him. But I'm willing. To, I'm willing to just throw him out the window and see what comes next. I'm not fixated on this guy. Uh, but my Okay. <laughs> Quilly. <Trembled. laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Quilly, you just dropped out for a second, but I certainly got the gist of that. And thank you for that description. <laughs> I know it's wonderful, and I just want to go with what you said in the very beginning. Let's just start there because we're we're not going to think about a particular guy yet. We're thinking about where you're at and where um, what your mo is in relationship. And basically, you give away the farm, right? You just uh, and you idealize them. And <clears throat> does anyone think that that sort of behavior resonates with Venus and Capricorn? <clears throat> no. 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 Yeah, no, because Venus in Capricorn, she's practical and she's a bit she's almost a bit <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> she's almost a bit cool and uh very sensual and and very um engaging, but she Capricorn is not given the shirt and flesh off her back. But I tell you what, who I'll tell you who is. <laughs> and if we look at the chart, 
we can see that Venus is square Neptune, uh, Neptune in Libra. Now, Neptune in Libra is all about the perfect idealized relationship. It's a whole mini generation of us who see the relationship as the deity. And Neptune's way of falling in love is to fall in love with the God. And to see the Godhead, it's like the namaste in the other person, uh, which sounds really cool, except that they are no longer mortal, right? They become this immortal deity, and they are perfect, and they are amazing, and they are the ultimate fulfillment because they represent reunion with the divine. You, you all know what... <clears throat> Sorry, my throat. I have, <clears throat> I have Neptune and Libra. Um, <laughs> could be why my throat's seizing up with this one. Thank you, Quilly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we, we all know uh, what Plato said about love. It's what we call Platonic love. He did not, he did not mean asexual. He wasn't talking about asexual. It got uh, Christianized into something very different. What he said was that before we incarnate, we all belong to one of the choirs of the gods and we know which god we owe allegiance to and then we incarnate into this life on earth and we forget we forget who our god is we forget who our choir our people um, are and we have this kind of divine homesickness and this longing and longing we search through life and uh, searching and searching for the god and then we meet the beloved And in the eyes of the beloved, we remember our choir. We remember who our God is that we owe allegiance to. And, of course, Plato was trying to say (laughs) that we have, there is this beautiful, incredible thing when you have this ability to see the God in the other person. But the other person is not actually a god. <laughs> They're mortal. They're human. They're going to screw up. They're going to mess it up. They're going to do mortal things. And sooner or later, the flip side of idealization is resentment. And we're going to hate the bastards for not being the god that we thought they were. And this is a cycle uh, that I'm very aware of. And it's the the agony and the ecstasy. You meet the person and you're just absolutely besotted. And it's uh, there's just nothing like it. It's almost like a drug. And it begins. It all begins. And you're in this space, and it's very creative. And a lot of uh, a lot of artistic creati- creativity can come out of it. And then uh, they fall. They do something. Something happens. And they become the, the human being. And in comes the resentment and uh, downward spiral. So, Quilly, I don't know if you can re- relate to that. It's as strongly as I do. <laughs> I don't mean to take over your question here. But uh, this is ex- demonstrated astrologically in this contrast between the Venus in Capricorn. Can everyone see it? She's in the first house. She's in Capricorn, 17 degrees there. She's all about a very, a very sensual, a very practical, uh, intimate kind of relationship with a certain level of control like we stay in we stay grounded our feet are on the earth we we don't forget to do our taxes in this relationship Um, we don't forget to keep the books but uh, Neptune is up there in on cloud nine just completely gaga and not able to um, add one plus one and come up with two so there's contrast there and the pattern that can come out of that in relationship is exactly maybe not as dramatically as I'm describing but what Quilly's saying about this feeling that I I will give uh, I will give to this relationship um, I will become the accommodating one to agree that uh, I don't know, even know who I am anymore because I'm lost in the connection with the God. Uh. Star six for whoever's talking, please. I can. Um, are we good now? We star six seed. Not, but we're okay. Um, 
Quilly, can you relate to that? <laughs> yes, I can relate to it on every single level. Uh, I, I do get my taxes done eventually mm-hmm. in a very lazy kind of way, but I do get them done. And that is a lot of times, um, well, with my husband, that was the thing that made me crazy about him. Not crazy in love, because we had that was like very, very, very hot. But when we got married, things changed. That made it so, oh, um, it, he, he did not have a practical bone in his body. I mean, uh, and it, I mean, I had to like put the brakes on all the time. And that bothered me because I felt like, oh, I can't relax now because I'm always in charge. So it took the definitely the cloud nine Libra thing sort of went away, and that didn't go away. I mean, I I, I didn't all completely stop idolizing him because he had so many worthy qualities. But I didn't. I no longer saw him with those rose-colored glasses. And and with nowadays, it just. I think I was started out talking about these online relationships. Is that they go so quickly? It's not like a. It's not real space. So you can go from loving him to hating him in a month or a few days. And it's. And I don't know. I'm just a little bit. I'm thinking, well, I said on there that I was a little bit worried that my sell-by date was passed, and I'm wondering how long have I got to fulfill my seventh house Saturn to make the perfect relationship. That's one thing. So I really am, um, maybe I should figure out a way to undo the idealization and just go in there straight practical at first sight i don't know well okay so here's thank you quilly and i really appreciate you putting so much out here for um us to explore i i don't think anyone wins by doing a neptune ectomy or a saturn ectomy or a venus ectomy you can't remove part of who you are and expect to feel fulfilled because a part of who you are will be missing. And what we often do is just that. We will repress uh, some part of ourselves to experience another. When you're in the totally in love stage and given the farm away, Uh Venus is repressed. Saturn in Leo in the seventh is repressed, especially with uh, Pluto there. Um, Neptune is happy. The moon, which rules your seventh house. Can everyone see that? That Cancer is on the seventh house cusp, meaning the moon Mm -hmm. is ruling there. She's in Pisces. She's totally, totally on board with with Neptune and fueling fueling that. So uh, the thing is, it's usually either or. It's usually I'm completely in love or I'm in resentment. And and this will never work, and et cetera. Uh, either or doesn't get us there. It's the and, and. It's the finding a way to be both, to acknowledge both in the same space. And that is going to be the core of where your manifesting is going to come from to manifest what you really want, is recognizing both those parts of yourself. Can I say right now that like attracts like? Whatever, it's, it's what I began with, with whatever you're experiencing now in relationship is your vibe, but whatever you've ever experienced in relationship is your vibe. It's you. It's you. You have attracted a part of yourself and often will attract a part of ourselves that we're not expressing. So if we're being all Neptune and loving, they're going to come across as the pragmatic. Or if they're um, if they're in La La Land, then we will take up the role of pragmatic because we're trying to basically it's what Jung said we people our lives with bits of ourselves and in astrological terms that means we people our lives with bits of our chart and whatever we're not owning 
that's our next relationship. That's who's in our life. To wake up that part of ourself, Jeanette. I was just going to say, maybe we could actually look at that concept in the next chart that we look at, because um, I'm just keeping us on track yes. here for looking at three charts thank today. You. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. But clearly, so we're not trying to open cans of worms and just leave you with them. <laughs> but what we're doing today is just putting some awareness on where that contrast is. And in our next uh, module, we're going to talk about uh, working with that contrast and finding ways to uh, make that contrast uh, uh, be a springboard for manifesting what we want, just exactly what Jeanette said before, that it all begins with contrast and the awareness of that contrast. Thank you very much. I appreciate you're this. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. Um, who's next? <laughs> It'll either be Marilyn or Debbie, right? Okay. Okay. I'm just looking at now. It, are they both on the? Yeah, I, I, I put mine on the, mine's yeah. in the gallery. Debbie, okay, Debbie's is in the gallery. Okay, Debbie, can you uh, do you have a link to it, or do we just hang on? Marilyn's is in the forum thread. Oh, okay. I had to refresh the forum thread. Um, there she is. Debbie, I'm just going to do you next because I know you've been hanging out for this for a while. And I'm going to – we'll get to you both. Don't worry. Uh, okay, so Debbie – there it is. So, Debbie, here's the number to remember. Mm -hmm. One, two, two, nine. <laughs> That's one, your number. Two, if you look up at the – one, two, two, okay. nine. If you look up at the URL – I'm putting this in the chat so people who are listening can uh, get to your chart. That will make it easier. All, okay. Yeah, then we just pop in. We can keep the same URL up there and just where it says equals and then the number, we can just pop that in. So okay. that makes it fast. Okay, so there's Debbie, which says JoJo, which we're going with here. All right. So, Debbie, can you do you, do you have some things that you believe about relationships? Well, I'm in the process of changing my beliefs, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh -huh. For the longest time, I just didn't think a, a, rela a healthy re relationship was possible um, for a long, long, long time. And I always just felt they were too much work and that I was unlovable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then I think so about it. Pardon? Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you just tell me in a, briefly what to you is a healthy relationship? Um, one that's both people are supportive, one in which both people give 100%, um, where not one person is giving it all and one person is taking it all, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, where there's open communication and, and where um, – you know, even if it's arguing, as long as you know, as long as you can get back to center with uh -huh. them. Um, you know, I, I think it's just something that, that makes life work and makes life happy for both people. Yeah. Okay. Venus in Gemini. That's right on my Mercury, by the way. It's a wonderful place for Venus, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, Venus in Gemini is all about the communication the it would be it's like if you love me talk to me and yeah. it would be it'd be horrible to be cut off from uh communication or in a relationship where you know you could sense you intuit something's wrong you know something's not right there and you ask and you ask and you don't yeah. you get everything fine or i'm t you know i'm just tired or you get the bullshit answer and it's uh it's that just eats away uh, that you would hate that so it's great yeah. that you're very aware of that part of you that wants the wants the communication your venus is exactly opposite saturn and mm -hmm. it there's your there's part of the contrast right there because that when you said you know relationships I can't remember exactly what you said, but the word work was in there. Yes, a lot of <laughs> so, work. A lot of work. A lot of work, yeah. Um, I, uh, I can see where that's coming from because 
if you're Saturn, if the contrast between Venus and Saturn, Venus, you know, she wants this Venus and Gemini, this playful, light, um, energetic, communication, fun-loving, uh, adventurous, just young at heart. Um, always young at heart relationship, Saturn comes in and says, but, but, who's going to do the dishes? But, do we have to take responsibility? But, you're all and the that whole is me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it, it's just two things, and we, part of what has to happen here is acknowledging both Saturn, it's not that far away from what we're talking about with Quilly, with her Venus and Capricorn, because part of you wants to take this practical approach, but, you know, saying, you know, we, la-di-da, we can't just have a picnic every day. Someone has to, you know, take responsibility, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, someone has to do the work. Saturn might be saying that. And it's quite possible that we need to give your Saturn something else to do so that your relationship life is um, has a freer, easier uh, approach. Can anyone else comment on why, particularly with committed relationships, seventh house relationships, freedom would be so important? I was looking at that Aquarius myself, wondering what yeah. you were going to say about that. Yeah. 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 Plus, Uranus on your ascendant uh, and ruling your seventh house, it's uh, a kind of a double whammy there because. Mm-hmm. You want, a part of you really wants almost kind of bohemian, out there, you know, not going by the rules um, relationship, yet this Venus opposite Saturn possibly believes that that's, that never works or that can't happen or that's just, a, you know, castles in the air. Um, the need for, to create your own rules around relationship is very important if you start to feel like you are locked into social expectations cultural paradigms when it comes to uh, uh, commitment it could feel like a trap and your uranus on the ascendant will spring that trap so fast (laughs) yeah it'll just spring it so Things to respect about who you are when it comes to your relationships. And one of them is when I see Venus in Gemini and the strong um, airy Aquarian side, uh, something that is dares to be different and is cool with that, is light and breezy with that, and doesn't need or desire the traditional, but somewhere in there, you got to make keep Saturn happy. Because Saturn is all about the traditional. You know, what are the family and cultural expectations around relationship? Those can still be um, uh, under there, unconsciously saying, you know, if you don't have it, you know, textbook, if it's not (laughs) um, by the rules of, of your cultural expectations, then it's not successful. Whereas your the Uranian side and the Venus side might have completely different ideas about what successful relationship is, like fun in the moment. <laughs> and so, can you relate to that? Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Okay, so the what what we're doing again is finding the contrast, looking at what's authentic, and we can't we don't want to do a Saturnectomy. We don't want to pretend that Saturn isn't opposite Venus because. There's something very powerful and beautiful there, and uh, it's part of who you are, but it's finding a way to do the and-and, freedom and closeness, mm-hmm. uh, playfulness and responsibility, and it starts It's with you. It's going to be with you, and it's not for everybody. This isn't about finding the person out there who can match this. Because the mm-hmm. person out there will match your your vibration. It's about what we're doing here is we're dialing, we're tuning our own vibrations. And to begin with, we're starting to look at what they are and what the signal that we're sending out to universe is. Mm-hmm. So, so I think what we do is we look at our beliefs and we just spend a little time of what 
or and and could be right because we know what the either or is we're starting to get a grip on what either or is and we want to uh, come up with some and and statements does that make sense what I'm saying here about the and and yes it is everything that you're saying is is making total sense Um, and it's stuff that I've been thinking really hard about for a little over a year now Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of really interesting things have started happening since I started to take this seriously. You know, mm-hmm. make it a priority. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, what you're talking about, I, I deal, I have had dealt with my relationships. It's like this this drive to have a different kind of relationship, but at the same time, my mom's voice inside my head saying no. <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Or my yeah, father, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, that's the, yeah, so the Saturn. So we got to, what we're going to do is make friends with that that Saturn and that no and find out where that no came from and and what it's really underneath it, what is really underneath uh, that no. And um, that's, that's where we're going to take this next. Okay. So... For now, recognizing where the contrast is, and um, that's well, thank awesome. Thank you. That's I, I totally see this now. Um, oh, completely. Cool. Good. Awesome. All right. Okay, Marilyn, your chart is yeah. in the forum um, yeah, thread. Is there it is. Thanks for popping. Thanks yeah, for thank popping you. that up there. That's cool. It's okay, good so, to be back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank. Yeah, it's great to have you back. It's great. Marilyn, yeah, a little it, um, it was interesting listening to the other women, uh, listening to the other charts, and um, and it's interesting what I see, you know, because you see so many similarities, um, particularly the things I was picking up all the time with the uh, the, the near and the closeness, uh, attachment closeness kind of thing. Yeah, that was quite curious. And also what came up with listening to is, which I know is not the discussion today, but the is just the whole feminine um, conditioning, you know, the ages of conditioning for the feminine, um, which very much we stand in, don't we, when we approach relationships. But anyway, that's for another day. Well, that's true, and I think men and women are very locked in to what they unconsciously even believe their role should be as determined yeah. by our cultural and uh, social uh, um, inheritance. And men mm. are just as trapped. Men are just as trapped. Okay. You imagine being a, a water sign guy who uh, maybe has moon and cancer and he wants to, his natural approach, let's just say, not defending him, but I'm just saying, <laughs> it's going to have his approach to, to relationship is totally not what is expected of the, you know, robust males, uh, American or Australian or Kiwi. It's not, um, it's not in his cultural background and he may have to, repress all these things that he is where uh same for women who have these uh strong uh assertive uh aggressive aspects to themselves that curb those you know they're trying to do a marsectomy to fit into what is culturally expected a slight echo. Okay, we can get an echo there. Is that that's more than slight? Um, okay, do we need to mute? I think we're good. Okay, so I don't know what just happened there, but it was weird. That was Mothman joining in. <laughs> okay, um, so Marilyn, what statements, what kind of beliefs do you have around? Uh, you mentioned the freedom closeness yeah I, I think i think they're a little hidden um and deep i've been thinking of them uh trying to bring them to the surface while uh listening um uh 
uh, I, I realise that um, I, I, I tend to attract um, something similar, which obviously I'm not, um, which is not enough for me. And, and it's uh, reflecting some part of me that's still making its way to the surface, I think. I think there's a lot of Scorpio, could have something to do with the Scorpio thing. And um, uh, Pluto, there's always a very strong Pluto influence that I attract. Um, and that uh, freedom closeness uh, thing are the reflections. Um, uh. Wounded, um, yeah, there's often um, the wounded, um, it, it, which I guess maybe is connected to the Pluto thing. There's something very similar in all of them. And um, I think it was just recently I was talking to a friend and I said, I'm over it, I'm over it. Not that it's very much present in my life ever really. I've, I've been... I lived by myself most of my life, apart from with my beautiful child. Um, and I've lived, I've lived in an, I lived in an ashram for ten years. I've lived monastically. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've lived like that a lot. But there's, uh, yeah, there's. I know we've spoken about it before with that my karma. You know, at um, naught degree Capricorn, at significant degree in the seventh house. I know that it's the healing there and I'm, I'm especially in the last period of time I can feel it you know what I mean I know it's me I know it's in me but I'd love some reflection there <laughs> yes yes can when we look at your chart there's a couple things that come up really interesting when we talk to Quilly she has the Capricorn at the middle degrees Venus and Capricorn middle degrees of um, uh, of the sign and squaring Neptune and Libra. So you've got the moon there where she has Venus squaring almost an identical uh, Neptune and that whole idealization uh, and with the flip side of resentment. I don't know if you experienced that to um, a great degree, but that's certainly tied in. But when it comes to relationship and we look at your, particularly your seventh house, do, does everybody look there? What do they see? What one word would you apply to Sagittarius on the cusp with Jupiter in that house? Freedom. 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 <laughs> freedom. <laughs> Expansion. Freedom. Uh, infinite possibilities. New horizons. Don't fence me in. There's a part of you has a very strong drive towards just the beauty of, and, and freedom of infinite possibilities. How does Capricorn Moon feel about that freedom? Yeah, yeah. Um, she probably feel like, yeah, but who's going to love me? <laughs> you know, yeah. who's, where's, where's the love? So um, even though these two, Moon and, and Jupiter, aren't uh, directly connected by aspect, they both play a very strong part in when it comes to uh, your personal one-to-one -one relationships. You've also got the um, Venus is square Mars, and Venus in yeah. Leo is very playful, very warm and generous and outgoing and interested in saying, what can I do to make this, a wonderful romantic relationship. How can I accommodate to win love? And Mars is basically saying, uh, no, <laughs> screw you. I've got my, Mars and Scorpio, I've got my own agenda. I've got things I want to do. I'm the boss. It's my will. And besides, look up there, you know, I've got Jupiter supporting me in this drive for freedom. So, you know, dream on. Venus. <laughs> so we've got these two, Venus and Mars, having this contrast here between love and will, wanting to be the boss and assert your own will, and Venus wanting to give up some of that assertion so that she can experience connection. Can you relate to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the nodes are involved with those two as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but um, so the path, it was interesting when you were talking that way, the visual I had 
I saw very quite clearly was a, when, especially when you were talking about Jupiter in the seventh, was just a guy standing beside me in front, like with that, you know, the whole world opening in front, but with this mm -hmm. um, together. You know what I mean? It was just that, uh, yeah, it's almost like finding your that that that. Well, I was going to say finding that part of yourself. Interesting, but finding that, yeah. Well, I guess you do, don't you? You have to find that part of yourself to manifest that part of yourself. Yes. I think Jeanette, would you say that we've got to we got to identify the vibration that we're wanting to to signal? You know, that's um, I hear uh, different advice from teachers on. Some will say you have to know where you are in order to get where you want to go, and some say no. All you have to do is be clear on where you want to go. Don't even bother analyzing where you're at. But I think some sort of conscious awareness around what we're flowing vibrationally. Um, or, or at least what we would prefer to be experiencing is essential to our success. Mm. Okay, so if you have, if you've got a case where Jupiter is in the seventh house, but you're not, if you weren't self-aware enough to know that the freedom is a powerful part of what you want to experience in all life and in relationship, and you were trying to get a, you thought your goal was a traditional, committed uh, role assigned, um, and, and ex with expectations maybe. of. Well, maybe what that, I want is the freedom to choose a traditional, you know, without judgment, without you know my peers thinking that I sold out or I, you know, whatever. I mean, freedom could show up in a wide variety of ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but just knowing, getting in touch with that idea of freedom and not blindly choosing one part of our mm -hmm. uh, relationship um, component, because <laughs> we can see if we've learned anything today, we know it's complex and it usually <laughs> involves contrast. And <clears throat> just putting some eyes on that, putting some awareness on that, and then looking at what, we got to go back and look at what our statements are, what our beliefs are, and if we can see where those beliefs are coming from, uh, what part of ourselves is saying that, and it might just be a reiteration, it might be we're saying what our mom said, and she's saying what her mother said, and you know, uh, so... Yeah, this week we just want to kind of open open this up and start to explore um, the source of our relationship vibration. Because again, like attracts like. Whatever you're experiencing now is a match to what you're vibrating. Certainly what you were vibrating yesterday. <laughs> I love the thought that some of us may have already started shifting just by participating in this conversation. <laughs> oh, we have. We have. You can't help mm -hmm. but. You can't, yeah. you can't put it, this kind of awareness on, um, on, on yourself and your chart and just even looking at others. We're all one. Like attracts like. If I'm looking at Marilyn's chart and she's saying something and I'm in the conversation, it's got something to do with me too. And I can learn learn from what she's saying and especially if she's saying something that makes me oh like earlier was a perfect example on recording quilly's talking about this stuff and i my throat seized up <laughs> you all heard it. i was like i can't breathe <laughs> well you know what that means it was hitting kimmy's buttons pretty hard there so thank you quilly <laughs>
Okay. Yeah, bye. Thanks, everyone. You were fun okay. to play with. Bye, bye everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.